There's always something going on in sports to talk about, but right now, just about every sport is busy. With lots to discuss, we are very excited to get into it. The MLB season is in full swing. I thought that was a good joke, but uh, the NHL playoffs begin this week, so we'll be giving our predictions for that. The NBA playoffs are heading into round two, and the NFL draft just ended. So we have our reactions and a summary of everything that went down. Zach and Conlon are here with me as always. Zach, get us started. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just finished my last week of classes of college, which is very crazy and kind of hard to believe. And I have uh, finals week starting tomorrow. I've got an 8 a.m. final. So that'll be a lot of fun to wake up early and go do that. But <laughs> that's really my only one that's I really had to study for. So after that, I'm pretty much home free for the rest of the week, which is nice, except for a design symposium. But it's not like a test. It's just attendance grade on that one. Yeah. Conlon, how are you doing up there in uh, Notre Dame? Doing good. My sleep schedule is absolutely completely messed up. I've been uh, really chilling the last few days. I've like gone out to the bars like for the last five days. Uh, so I've been staying up until like three, four in the morning, waking up at like noon or one. <laughs> I, I mean, this is the latest I've slept in like ever. Normally, normally I'm fairly early riser, so it's definitely weird. Um, we had a, we had Chegg formal chemical engineering formal on Friday, I guess. I don't know. All the days are kind of running together now too. That's how I've but, been too. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't had classes since last Tuesday, so I'm not doing anything. I've studied today. I have to study a little bit, but I have one final and one paper due this coming week. Uh, but yeah, I've just really been chilling been having a really good time, like roommates, friends, just hanging out, uh, Basically, my day consists of waking up at 12 or 1. I make myself breakfast or lunch, and I go play basketball for about two hours. Uh, and then I've been going and doing a sauna for about half an hour. And then I come home, I make dinner, uh, and I go out to the bars. <laughs> so it's like four or five days in a row that's been my schedule. So not today, not today. But, yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, it's been a really good time. But for check formal. So there's this kid uh, that's in ROTC, like ROTC, and he's going into the Navy next year. And he's fairly like uh, normally like low key, he's fairly quiet kid. But we were, he was like really, really like inebriated, inebriated, I guess is the best word for it. Drank, just drank too much. And so he walked him back from the bar and he was like did not stop talking for the hour walk back like just would not stop talking and normally the walks like 25 minutes but since he was like just stumbling mumbling around it was like an hour and a half but there was at one point he goes guys I apologize for my conduct he's like I know it looks like like I know how it looks but I can promise you the U.S. Navy is in good hands like oh my god God. I started crying laughing (laughs) it was so funny but he uh yeah I got him back okay and then uh went back home and hit it so it's been a very eventful fun last few days when are you uh finished up with classes so i was done with classes last tuesday uh and now we have like reading days and then i have a final on tuesday and then i have a paper due thursday night but uh, that's all i have and other than that like we have senior week activities for school like different events we like commencement ball. We're going to Chicago one day for a booze cruise. Like there's a picnic one day. 
so yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Thirsty yeah. Thursday at the uh, South Bend Cubs game, like Cubs minor league affiliate. Yeah. Uh, it's like two dollar beers on uh, Thursdays. So yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, we had yeah. Senior Week this past week, and so one of our big buildings it's called or it's now called Old Main, not Tillman. But uh, there's a bell tower, and so we got to tour the bell tower. So we got to go all the way up it, see where, like, the clocks were. That was going to be a lot cooler where the clock was just, like, a clock on the wall. And then we went all the way up to the top where um, they kind of – it's kind of like a – like a, it looks like a piano, but they have, like, handles where you, like, kind of push down for to, like, ring the bells where you can play different songs. And so we went up there, and they have a book up there that everyone who goes up there signs. So you sign and put where you're from. And then we got to go up one at a time, go up, climb up, and go where the bells were. So people were, like, playing bells, and you're up there. It was really cool. Like, a super good view of campus and everything. And then yesterday, yeah, yesterday they had, we got to go take our picture with the rock, the famous Howard's rock that the Clemson football players touch before they run down the hill and usually win. Yeah. Um, but we got to do that, which is cool. And it was in the practice facility because they're doing construction on the stadium, putting a gigantic scoreboard up. So got my picture taken with the rock, got some free ice cream, got a bunch of free stuff. Then me and some buddies, we walked around the um, practice facility, like just outside it. And the place is massive. And then there's like a gate open on one side. So we're like, oh, let's just uh, let's just walk in a little bit. So we walk in this gate. They have like a, a little wiffle ball, turf wiffle ball field in their huh. place. They have like a whole outdoor place, like a pool, bunch of grills, and they're doing construction on it even more. I'm like, geez. So that was pretty fun. Then we decided we probably should leave before we get like arrested for doing tampering with the Clemson football. Yeah. Even though we just walked in. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So have you guys, um, now that you're pretty much – graduates has enjoyed your time overall at clemson and notre dame all good things to say oh yeah absolutely yeah, for sure especially like this last semester has probably been the most fun i guess or like the most laid back like yep. chill um like just i've met more people this semester than i had like the last well i guess i mean with covid makes sense yeah. <laughs> like i've met so many people this last semester that like I mean, I'll still talk to you after graduation that like I'm really good friends with. So it's, I mean, it's been a great semester. So, so going back to your senior year of high school, you guys are proud of the, de, the, the decision that you made. Choosing Absolutely. Clemson? Yeah. Good stuff. No, I would say not? yes to okay. the only reason I, I hesitate. I pause is because like I miss playing sports, um, but I didn't really have a say in that after uh, graduation. So with my concussions, if you know, you know, <laughs> my migraines. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have much of a, uh, much of a say in that. So would yeah, you have definitely. gone the, would you have gone the soccer route? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. If I like, if I, I likely still would have went here even uh, with uh, like, if I didn't have my last concussion, I probably still would have went here, but I probably would have tried to walk on the basketball team. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't have been tried to be a kicker on the football team. I still think you should have. Yeah. No, I never liked doing that. So probably not. Well guys, I just um, moved out of my dorm. Um, And I I also um, kind of rearranged my major a little bit. I know it's a little late for that, Um, (laughs) 
but another year of school for AJ. Yeah, no, it's it's one semester more, and uh, oh no, I know it's brutal. So I'm doing summer classes uh, instead of like a fall or spring. So you're doing classes this summer. Yeah, and then I'll have to do it next summer, and then I'm then I'm finally done. But do you graduate in like August? Yes. Yep. Um. But I, I was always in fitness management, and uh, everything I'm taking is science-based, more scientific-based, and mm-hmm. not really my my strong suit whatsoever. Um, and so I, I talked to some people, and I'm going to do sports management, which is more the business side of it, mm-hmm. um, and so see where coaching can fit in. Or um, some people tell me I should just like try to go my own gym, but. I more like want to do my own online clientele, that type of thing, um, and help with nutrition. Um, it you, is should, weird. you should buy in sports and redo that whole thing and just have like a see. sports performance That'd place nice. where you just get a bunch of athletes and just make them good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was weird moving out of my, uh, my dorm though. Um, cause kind of like, uh, didn't have really good of it. Cause a lot of, a lot of weird stuff happened this semester. It was like a part of, I'm, I'm pretty sentimental with stuff and it's like a part of the, you know, a chapter in my life that's gone. Yeah. I'm sure you guys probably think the same about Notre Dame and Clemson. Like those four years just came and went like, like no other. And you know, yeah. now it's on to something else, but like I was walking around campus and I was like, Whoa, this like could be like literally the last time I walk in this part of campus. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, well, two things on that, uh, want to like I we played the bookstore basketball right and we lost in the sweet 16 that team we lost to ended up uh they were the runner-up so and I think other than the team that beat them in the championship game we played them closer than anyone else so pretty pretty cool but um after that game I was like I'm literally never gonna play like organized basketball again I was like dang like that that's a chapter closed so and then my dad came up uh he was driving through since he was working in uh Pittsburgh. And so he was, I mean, it's basically on the way adds like 30 minutes or something. So he came up to visit just for an after or like a morning. And uh, yeah, I mean, I walked him around campus, like took him in some of the academic buildings because he's, he's been up here, I guess that was his third time, but never really like wanted to see like everything. He was just like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll see the dome. We'll see the touchdown Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really need to see anything else. It was like, just walk around and then it was pretty cool because i was like i haven't been in some of these buildings since like last year or like a year ago two years ago so like, it was pretty interesting because i spent literally all my time here freshman sophomore year yeah. and now like since i'm in all my engineering classes i'm just not here so and i'm not on campus so it's like i'm not gonna walk out of my way for these like places i used to have class in or like yeah. studying yeah so yeah it was pretty cool yeah crazy. Hey, are you gonna live get an apartment next year um, I'm going to live at home until <clears throat> you're going to commute that's... every day. No, I'm, I'm doing all, all online classes besides one. Oh, really? um, but, um, I, I was going to say what day I'm not going to be living at home, but let's just say not very soon. Um, as I've, I've got some wedding plans, you know, um, and proposal plans in the making. So whenever that happens is when I will not be living at home, but I'm not obviously going to give the date away. Um, but I do want to get on to our Did You See It's of the week. Ooh, a little yeah. teaser for the, yeah, little, the fans. Does Hannah, does Hannah listen to this, or is she going to be surprised? Or do we just? Oh, no. No. I mean, we've, we've always planned 
Um, no, she doesn't listen to this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we, we've always planned ever since, like, man, we started dating. I was a freshman. She was a sophomore. We had planned once we, like, graduate college. Um, that's when we wanted to get married. I think that's probably what, Zach, your, your mindset was, too. So she knows it's coming up soon. And I have a whole day planned out. And, like, I have the whole thing planned out. She doesn't know a single thing. Um, she knows I have it planned, obviously. But Yeah. Well, so nothing I nothing I said is giving anything away. <laughs> Zach Zach didn't wait until after he uh, got graduated college to propose, and now AJ, it looks like you're just keep pushing that date back for I'm, you. Yeah, he's going to be tw- I'm going to be 28. So, <laughs> um, let's get on to our. Did you see it's here? Uh, mine happened, I believe. I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, it was like a little mini brawl happened between the Cardinals and Mets. Um, I did see that. A bunch of like hit by pitches back and forth. So earlier in the series, Stephen Matz hit a couple guys. Um, Chris Bassett hit a guy. And then uh, Cody Whitley for us hit Alonzo in the head. And Alonzo was obviously very frustrated. Um, he was hit in the head earlier this year and then was in a car wreck. I don't know if you two knew that. Like a very bad car wreck. His, his car was destroyed. They don't even know how he made it out. Um, Jeez. How's he even playing? He I know injured? He, li- he literally had no harm to him at all, but the picture of the car is ridiculous. Like, um, but he got hit in the head with a change up. I want to, I want to mention that a change up by Cody Whitley. Um, McFarland came in, he hit Marte with the bases loaded. Marte was upset, but you got hit with the bases loaded. You got an RBI. Like yeah. he's obviously not trying to hit, you, you know, for sure. We for sure intentionally hit them with the bases loaded. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, Hennessy hit a guy, but what's new? Um, and then Carlos Carrasco hit Sosa again. Sosa hit just about every other day, it seems like. And then um, I don't got ha- I don't have the guy's first name, but Lopez uh, threw up and in on Nato, and it was a ten five ninth inning. And we all knew probably if something was coming. And even after the game, Arenado said he expected something. It didn't even hit him, but it brushed him, you know, near the face region. Dome. And uh, yeah, near the dome, and, and he didn't like it. Um, and he actually, I think he was kind of calm about it at first. He was he was obviously upset, but Lopez walking towards him, I think, set him off. And uh, he threw Tomas Nito, the catcher, completely out of the way, and uh, charged the mound. And, uh, it, it wasn't anything serious. We've obviously seen worse ones in past years, um, but Arenado was suspended two games. I'm most upset about this whole thing because his he he appealed the suspension and he got it down to one game and that one game was the game i went to um and we and lost. was on his bobblehead night yeah exactly um some some <laughs> this was like why would they bench arenado on his bobblehead day <laughs> i'm like you don't even know what's going on um but that was my did you see it he was back today and he actually homered so um what do you guys got I love that video of Goldie running off the bench. He was absolutely <laughs> trucking. Yachty was with him too. That was yeah. so funny. I've seen Yachty run. Yeah, but like how Goldschmidt runs, it just looks so funny. Cause I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks he runs weird. I've, yeah. I've thought that for a while. Funny guy. I think the best part was was uh, Gallegos not going out the door and just hopping over the wall yep. and then just yep. sprinting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see too. Get in there for your teammates. So. Yeah. Yeah, so my I got three. There's a lot of stuff going on. You, you always got a load of. Did you see it? Stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'm always I'm always up with the the news. Yep. 
Um, my first one is, I know you guys saw this one, but uh, Yankees fans being classy as always, throwing uh, trash at the Guardians outfielders after they won the walk-off. After the Yankees won on a walk-off, I don't know who hit the walk-off, but Mm-mm. yeah, just like not a great sight for uh, Yankees fans. Just th- literally, it wasn't just like one can; it was like everyone was throwing stuff at yeah. at. Uh, I don't know who the right fielder was. It was, it was Mercado. Mercado, yeah. And then also Miles Straw jumping on the wall, yelling at the fans. We won't say the words. Yeah. Yep. And so it was just. It was kind of crazy. I wasn't expecting that. And I, I got, like the Mets fans are yeah. awful. I'm assuming Yankee fans are also awful. Yeah. So, but. so based, based off what the Yankees did, um, I've had this discussion with people before. Do you like the Yankees or Red Sox more? Cause if, if I'm picking between the two, I, I would usually probably pick, pick the Yankees. Um, but this was not a good look by their fan base at all. It's mm. a tough one. I know. I think I would. I would normally lean towards the Yankees because um, mm-hmm. I think there's also more rivalry, like between Boston and us and other sports. That's, yeah, that, that's very true. But I, I've always liked the Yankees uniforms. I love the pinstripes. Uh, I mean, growing up, like some of my favorite players, like like were Mickey Mantle, like Yogi Berra, and so I've never really despised the Yankees as much as other people do. Yeah. So my next, did you see it? Is it happened to a really good person, a really good, really good guy. Um, I can already sense the sarcasm. Angel Hernandez, probably one of the best umpires of all time, made some bad calls the Phillies <laughs> game, and Kyle Schwarber just had enough. And oh, yeah. it was really a close game, and Kyle Schwarber, he launched that. He had a probably a exit velocity of <laughs> 60 miles an hour on that bat hitting the ground, uh-huh. and he let Angel Hernandez know that uh, he did not like that strikeout call. Yep. Uh, if you guys well, haven't seen the video, it's it's on our TikTok, by the way. A little little shout out there. But did you give an analysis, also, AJ? I did not. It was just the video of it. Well, it was also great too because he was he wasn't even he was complaining about the pitch he just got called a strike, but he's also complaining about the entire game. He's like, yeah. "You yes. missed here, you missed here." He's like, yeah. "You missed high, like inside, outside," and then yeah, and he was like, "You're missing it on for both teams too." Yeah. What so was it? I think every everyone was pretty happy about him like losing his mind because I think uh I guess I think I sent it to you like they do the umpire scorecards. Yeah. He, he had the worst the worst percentage of any ump all year. Uh I think it was like 84%. Yeah, ridiculous. Balls and strikes. Well, that's he, horrible. He does this yearly. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean and, he's still... uh, he missed he missed uh hit she called a strike on a pitch that was six and a half inches inside oh my god <laughs> and that's like by far the most uh all year so yeah i mean can you that like if that was me on the plate that hits me i don't i like i used to stand close to the plate like that's just yeah. absurd yeah ridiculous so my my last one it's not baseball but it's football i get i guess all these were sports related you guys know who larry Tunsil is right offensive tackle yes yeah. Do you guys remember when he got drafted? Yes. The gas mask video. Uh-uh. It literally just came out and he had, or it came, it got, came to light or got posted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right when the draft, right about before start. And it's him wearing like a gas mask, uh, hitting like a bong or something. And so he uh, announced a couple of days ago that 
he was turning like a capture of that, not the video, into an NFT and he was going to sell it. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Getting into the game. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Colin, you so, got one? Yeah, I did. I had one. Uh, it's actually, it's fairly old. Uh, I don't know if it was actually even in the last week. It might have been two, or like 10 days ago or something. But Brian Reynolds for the um, Pirates had the softest triple ever, like, in the last. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like 16 years, AJ, if you saw it too. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. I did it right there. But, yeah, like 49 miles an hour off the bat. <laughs> and so it, it, it went to the left field corner, and they had the shift on. So I think the third baseman was covering second. And so the announcer is like, go to third as soon as the throw is coming in from uh, left field to second. And so the throw, like, at second was fairly close. But he just didn't stop, and he just took off for third yeah. and just, just, like, basically just rounded the bag and just took off. Like did it really well and he was safe by a mile. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, the the throw came in like right when he was hitting the second base bag. Like it was yeah, like he just ran by it. I know he just yeah. sprinted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um let's get into some baseball talk here though. The um we'll always start with the Cardinals weekly update here. Um we lost two of three to the Mets. I mentioned the Mets series and I did you see it. Um, and then before today, we had lost two of three to the Diamondbacks. Those two that um, two games out of those what six now seven that we won, we had fifteen hits and fifteen hits in both of them, and then everything else absolutely nothing. Uh, we, we we mentioned before like our big guys aren't hitting, um, and the Arenado suspension yesterday didn't help. But um, Goldie started to get hot. We had mentioned he needed to get it going. Uh, Carlson has been non-existent. Um, he's now doing the seven hole today. And then O'Neill is another guy that just has not got it going yet. And then obviously, you know, the Mendoza line is 200. Yeah. Um, my dad and I called the, uh, the, the young line is 100 because he's just sitting around there. He had a he had clutch double today, which helped, but, um, the young line. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, I have no hate for the young either. Like I'm, I'm constantly cheering for the guy. He, just, he, was, he was an all-star. Like, yes, I, I was thought about that today. He was an all-star that his like first or second year, and he when he came up, he hit 300, and then he's just consistently hit done worse hitting average every single year. Yeah. And all all off season, he was training with like a personal hitting coach, and he was. I mean, he looked great in spring training. As soon as the regular season started, he's batting like 145, mm-hmm. something just ridiculous. And so. I don't know if you guys know, he's a really smart guy. Um, some kind of I don't remember what his major was coming out of Illinois State but I mean he's a he's a really bright guy and everything you know people have said about him he's very smart um so my dad and I constantly thought he would figure it out and he just hasn't yet again he had a clutch double today which helped his defense is always solid um but even you can have a really good first half of the year and make an all-star team we've seen that in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. but he um he's not a 140 hitter. Like I always pictured two, 230, 240 with 25 homers. And, and w- what we have in our lineup, that's okay. Um, but he, he's got to get above 145 or, yeah. you know, Sosa is going to take his job and I'm going to get into some like um, minor league prospects. We got in a little bit, but I mean, DeYoung's job is, I mean, I give him 20, 30 games, maybe um, to an out or you, I mean, something about it. 
The pitching yeah. has been fantastic, though. Yes. Um, the one thing we were Michael's... worried about pitching has been pretty yeah, good. Pretty I know. Solid. It's crazy. Also, AJ, just I looked it up real quick here. He had a degree in biochem uh, with a pre med emphasis. So he was going to go to med school if baseball didn't work yeah. out. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, might be going back to med school soon. <laughs> Maybe it'll be our trainer. Maybe so. <laughs> now, Michaelis has been fantastic. Again, I went to the game yesterday in seven innings. Um, got into the eighth with 91 pitches and gave up a couple dots, but he's been fantastic. I think his ERA is one, 1. 1.5 now, um, after those two home runs, but he's but been, he's been like that start was amazing. Even though he gave up the two runs, mm-hmm. if you go almost eight innings and give up two runs, like that's a really good start. And you'd hope your offense would at least do something. Yeah. He got the loss. Especially, yeah. I was going to say, especially against Arizona. Yeah. Thank God um, Dakota, we split with them. Yeah, we needed that comeback today for sure. Dakota Hudson's been great. Um, his last two starts. I don't have the numbers pulled up. He had once, I think it was Arizona, uh, yes. six innings, like one hit. He had a no hitter into the sixth. Yeah. Um, and then his his start before that was good. I want to see Mats tomorrow against the Royals get it going. That would be nice. And then obviously Flaherty, I saw thrown on the mound um, recently. Nothing, nothing serious. I mean, but um, hopefully. We'll get him back maybe at the end of end of May or early June, something like that. Hopefully he'll help. Yeah. How many runs did Hicks give up today? He two gave up two. And yeah, they were both two home solo runs. homers. Yeah. Um, and then I think like the Diamondbacks are like eleven and or not after the day. I think they're ten and twelve. Um, which is not terrible. And their starting pitching is fantastic. Like Mad Bomb has a one ERA. Merrill Kelly is the guy I saw yesterday. He was just mowing us down. Um, and then Zach Davies pitched pretty well today. I'm trying to remember their oh Zach Gallon. We had we had traded him in the actually in the uh, Ozuna trade. Oh really? For um for Ozuna, we traded him and Sandy. He was part of that, and then he went to Arizona later. Um, but he's been great. But their team batting average is like 165. It's yeah, it's like, horrible. It's the worst yeah. in the league. But also, that trade is looking better and better for us every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sandy struggled today, but Sandy is one that I would not have, you know, now that we know what he is, that's a that's a bad one to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ozuna was honestly good while he was here. I, I had no problem with him. He had he a hit. noodle arm and left. But yeah, That was the only thing. His defense was bad, but he hit. He was productive hitting. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all I had Cardinals wise. Do you guys have anything else? I think we play uh, Kansas City in the next I mean, three or so. Wayno has been a little disappointing. Start yeah. year, I thought so. Matt's has been very disappointing. Besides just that one start where he pitched good, he's been awful. I think Hicks, even though he's given up some runs, he's his stuff is ridiculous. He threw a slider today where it moved so much, and I was just like, it was nuts. Yeah, I mean, he's just got to work through, like, consistency things because he's a starter now. He can't be throwing 104 miles an hour every pitch, so he's got to figure yeah. that out. You know, he's got to figure out, like, how hard, like how much he can give on every pitch and just kind of go from there. But I think every start he's had, just one pit, one or two pitches where they haven't been good and they get, a, like, a run. He's given up a run every single uh game he's pitched even though he i i still when you watch it it looks like he's pitching really good he just has throws a mistake up there and they hit it see him get to like six 
five pitches though. Um, that's good. We, we we keep seeing like forty pitches, two innings or something. They, but let him go a little longer today. His last two pitches, uh, one was behind a batter, and then yeah, one I saw was that. like way yeah oh, outside. No. So <laughs> I think he was yeah. We're gonna get, get thrown at coming up here. <laughs> um, but, I did want to get into those those prospects that we have coming through the minors. We have a few actually. Um, like more than what I put down, but there's four that have been standing out uh, for any Cardinals fans listening. Alan Gorman's in AAA, and he's knocking at the door. Um, he's a top prospect. I think he's our number one prospect, um, if not. Him or Jordan before. Walker. Okay. Yeah, Jordan might be up there now. Um, but Nolan's been 340 with 11 homers already in AAA, and it's not like a hot streak either. He had been doing this the last part of, um, of last season in AAA, so – they sent down Lars Newbar. They bring up Brennan Donovan, and Donovan's a nice, you know, Tommy Edmond type guy, little, you can play little scrappy guy. Yeah, uh, kind of a utility guy. But I want to know what you guys think about if if one continues to struggle, uh, would you be open to moving Tommy Edmond to short and go, Gorman go to second, or are you against maybe throwing off the rhythm of Eddie at second? I mean, he's a Gold Glove second baseman. And just kind of, you know, put Gorman and Albert righty lefty matchup. Um, either of those seem fine with me. Just add a spark. We have or this the game we just played today. We hit two home runs, and that was the first time we in or in the last ten games before this we only hit one home run. We've had not a lot of power. Just add another left handed back because we only have Dickerson really and Edmund and. I guess Carlson when they're switch hitters, but they're yeah. better against lefty left-handed pitchers. Mm-hmm. But also, didn't Edmund come up as a shortstop? Or am I, I just? Thought, I thought he did. I thought he played short at um, Stanford when he was there. I think Edmund's so smart and hard worker. I think he'll. I think if you'd put him literally anywhere in the, on the field, even at catcher, he could probably become a Gold Glover. That's a little bit of a stretch, but I think you <laughs> solid. I, just, I think you have to try something. I mean, with yeah, the young, he's not. If he doesn't get going, like AJ, you said, like 20, 30 games, you have to try something else. And I'm fine with. I mean, like you said, split uh, righty lefty with Gorman and Pujols. Totally fine with that for. I mean, the next 20, 30 games, and then give Sosa a chance. Uh, but I think. Sosa needs more of like a consistent chance instead of yeah. playing like every few games. Yeah. And cause he played, he played well for us last year. So give him a chance and see what happens. And then, I mean, go from there. So you can do one of those two things, but I think, yeah, I think he needs to be brought up like now. Yeah, I agree. I also, he also isn't on the 40 man, ro- 40 man roster. So they're going to have to, whatever they you, designate for assignment or whatever you have to do. You could let one of those like Verhagen or Packy. <laughs> Packy yeah, Don- you, know, you could let one of those guys go. But I think uh, also if we keep them for a certain time, we get another year of arbitration with them. Uh, so that could also be in play. Yeah, That's true. They, they had brought up Lars Newbar to start the season. And he, I mean, from all that I've seen of him, he looked really lost. And that wasn't like mm-hmm. the Lars that we saw last year. I haven't kept up with what he's done since he's been put back down. Um, he, they brought, was, he did. He hit pretty good when he first got back down there. Okay. Of course. Um, but no, I agree. Conlon. I think Gorman needs, needs a chance now. He is only 21, but I think he's um, with our offense kind of sputtering a little bit and him obviously proven himself already down there. Um, I think it's time to bring him up. 
another name, Zach and I, we were talking about this off camera. Moises Gomez is like a 22 or 23 year old. And he's 23, 23, uh, corner outfielder in double a Springfield for us, 11 homers. And he's batting over 400. Um, just absolutely tearing the cover off the baseball. So he's another name, you know, um, usually we were like a pitching, uh, organization, but we got some hitters that are coming up here. Um, another name is Matthew Libertor. He's, he's a name that most Cardinals fans should know. And if you don't get used to it, cause he's going to be here a while. We got him in the, um, Randy Rosarena trade, uh, his last three starts, he's gone seven innings and given up one or fewer runs. He's in Memphis as well. Improved a lot a this year so far. He would be a name that would be the next guy up, um, pitching wise, probably. And then my last guy I put down is all the way in single A Peoria, uh, but we drafted him last year and he's already, I think, 21. Um, he, he spent a couple years at college, so he's an older guy. And he has, um, he's 1-0 in his four starts. He's got a .7 ERA, 25 strikeouts in 23 innings, and only one walk. Michael McGreevy is his name. Um, and we always call him McGreevy around my house. But um, Oh, yeah, we did draft him last year. He was our first pick. Yeah. I mean, he's been long. I think they're going to move him to – Springfield very um he's one of those guys that like I think we we were thought we thought about it with Hudson a couple years ago in the playoff if you like he could be ready now you know if you needed Mm -hmm. another arm in the bullpen that type of guy um I think they they drafted him and said he he had really good control that was one of the big that's uh, literally yeah that's a huge point for him he again like I said 25 strikeouts and one walk um and his time down there too shabby He's mowing guys down. I think he's only like 92 to 94, maybe nothing like electric, but very good location and uh, a name that Cardinals fans should get used to. Do you guys have anything, anything like around the league um, that has stood out? Uh, I had the, hold on. I had the standings up here. Just I was just kind of looking. How bad the Reds have been. Yeah, very bad. Now we we are <laughs> yep. one of their wins. Yep. They're they're eleven and a half back of the Brewers already. I mean, it just blows my mind. Um again, we talked about this. I made a TikTok um <laughs> about it all, but uh just TikTok complete, dance. No. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Uh completely shocking to me that they're that bad. Um when they were pretty competitive these last two years. I mean, they just let everybody go. The Mets had a no hitter. Uh, the other night, I think it was Friday night, combined no hitter. Yeah, we don't um, care about them. I was about to say, do you guys feel the same as as me? Not as uh, not as special. The pond scum, no, yeah. don't like them. I I have a quick question. I I think Zach, you're about to say something. Um, I wanted to mention. Uh, do you think I was watching MLB Network the other night? Do you think that no hitters, single pitcher no hitters, are a thing of the past? Uh, because a lot of people think it's just like bad managing having, for example, Yohan Santana throw one against us 140 pitches and then kind of like not be the same guy at all after that. Well, he was so also he, like really kind of old then, I think. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was old too. Um, but do you guys think that's a thing of the past um, and we won't see as, as often? I mean, two years ago, we saw like six in the first three months. <laughs> I think we'll still see him, especially now. If you look at the league, the league average is pitiful right now, so – Hitters are kind of sucking right now, and pitching's getting better. Yep. So I think we'll see. We'll still see a lot of them. Yeah, I agree. We won't see as perfect games are still hard to do. So those are still. So every stadium has a humidor now, I believe. They were talking about that. 
And so that that may be a reason why. I mean, a lot of home fallen shortly. The Diamondbacks hit like five against the Cardinals today, but um, there was like five, four or five in the game yesterday that we hit and I thought was gone, and they just did not go anywhere. I mean, it just mm-hmm. fell on the warning track. Was it colder so, yesterday? Yeah, that's that's another part of it. Um, once the w- weather like warms up, you're gonna see like Goldie and O'Neill start mashing some out, I believe. Well, that's another um, thing. Goldie's been starting to hit really good lately. Yes, I mean the other day we had, I think it was like twelve singles. I don't think we had any extra base hits. But, well, to go uh, back around like around the league, I was just kind of looking at some of the standings. Um, a couple teams that are below 500 that I w- I'm surprised under is Boston's under 500 right now, mm-hmm. and the White Sox are under 500. And those are two teams where they should be in playoff contention. And White Sox, we had them kind of running away with their division. We really didn't have yeah. them in any like they're easy dub, but they have I know had they've a had a lot some injuries. of injuries. Yeah, a lot of injuries. Um, That's been like their thing the last couple of years they've had a lot of injuries so it's really messing them up the yankees have won eight straight games um they didn't start real hot off, but judge is homer in his last four uh another team that like we all three were high on the los angeles angels are 14 and 8 to start the season and before Dang. yesterday they had won six straight um trout is on a tear right now um, you know you know probably their best pickup is Cindergard. Yes, he's been great. I have they've needed for so years. He's helping pitching, me out. and they always go get a batter. Mm-hmm. Like they got Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton. It didn't turn out the way they wanted. No, Rendon. He's been solid. Justin Upton, but they never get pitching. <laughs> yeah, and then do you guys know the name Taylor Ward? He's a center. He's their center fielder. He's batting four four oh four five homers, thirteen RBIs. His OPS is one thirteen forty seven. So it's that's, like uh, that's pretty good. Uh, and everything out of the water. Um, and then the Marlins are eleven and eight. That's another team I had written. Yeah, down. I saw that. Six straight wins for the Marlins. Let's go! I, crazy. I, I always like Miami because no one, everyone always just counts them out right away. Yeah, such a small market too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But a lot of fans. Uh, the, the team, the Rockies, how they started so hot. I think they were like ten and four or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a road, a four game road trip to the uh to philadelphia and they got hammered in every game mm-hmm. so i mean so last year uh the rockies like at coors field they were if you just play like at home they had like i'm trying to think how to phrase this and did a really poor job but they played every game 160 games at home they were on pace to win like 105 games and if they played 160 games away they're on pace to win like 40. Yeah. So it's like they were, they're so bad on the road. It's just like is absurd. And then they win. I mean, I don't know what's the, what's the map there. They win 70% of their games in the Coors Field. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I have, a, I have a question for you. I just kind of thought of, would you, seeing how DeYoung's playing right now, would you want Trevor Story? Like Trevor Story hasn't been playing good at Boston. I think I'd still say no because – I would say no. I think I'm going to go no too, just because Gorman's right there. Yeah. Yeah. And we, just to we pay have a log Trevor now. Story a lot of money in. Has 
as his stats have shown, he is not that great away from Coors Field. Yeah. I was the one of us three that kind of wanted story. You you two kept like telling me kind of know about it. And I'm, I'm with you guys now. Um, I, I love the idea of Nolan Gorman being our second baseman and Tommy Evan being our shortstop. I know I'm afraid that might throw off Tommy, but Tommy, like you said, can just adjust wherever he goes. That one year he played a different position, like every game. Yeah. Yeah. Played right field for most of the season. This is one of the weirdest things. Um, in baseball, I've seen in a while. Dalton Varsho uh, for the um, Diamondbacks. He plays catcher. He played catcher today in bat leadoff. Yesterday, he was in center field. And then the game before that, he was at second base. It's one of the weirdest combinations of, of positions I've ever seen. That's oh, nuts. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Is he really fast? He stole second base today, yeah. Like like right off the bat. Or no, Kisner threw him out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he's a fast Kisner's guy. been playing really good. Kid has been great, and Yachty, on the other hand, has been not. <laughs> um, Very true. Shallow center field is just about as far as he can hit the ball now. So, uh, I do have one more thing MLB-wise. I'm going to give you guys five names, and you got to cut one of them off the list. I think I know what name you're going to cut off the list because um, I agree with you guys. But So it's third base edition. Uh, so we're going to start with Nolan Arenado. Jose Ramirez, Alex Bregman, Manny Machado, and Rafael Devers. So, Zach, you can start us off here. Who would you cut from oh, that God. list? Arenado and Ramirez, locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the one I'm going to pick is not – I don't know if it's necessarily on uh, his ability. I just don't like him. <laughs> And that would be yeah. Bregman. Oh, yeah, I literally I knew you were gonna say that. Because <laughs> Devers is actually a really good, really good hitter. Honestly, I I think that Devers is a better hitter than Bregman. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as good defensively, and Manny Machado is just super consistent, and Bregman's just a tool. Yeah. What do you think, Common? Yeah, I agree. I think he's also not having a very good year, if yeah. I'm right. But yeah, no, I just don't like him. I'll go Bregman as well. If I wanted to go off my least favorite list, though, I think Machado would probably be my my guy to get rid of. But I think Machado is better than Bregman, so I I, I went with uh, Bregman as well. Machado you guys have like San Diego players. I have not heard anything about San Diego. Hmm. It's kind of just flying under the radar. Well, when Tatis is in the lineup, they're in the news yeah. every single day. Um, so ESPN be... can't get enough of Tatis. Yeah, but I'm trying to look them up here. They are. Oh wow, they're fifteen and eight. Um, that whole division's really good so far. The Giants are having a good season. Kind of shocking everybody. I mean, shocked everybody last year. A bunch of no-name guys, really. Um, yeah, the Dodgers are obviously great. The Rockies are thirteen and nine, and Arizona's ten and thirteen. Yes, yeah, they're um, they're hanging around. Do you guys have anything else baseball-wise before we move on to hockey? I'm, I'm pretty uh, excited for this hockey segment coming up. I don't think I have anything. I got Good nothing. to move on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's um move on to our <clears throat> hockey segment. We have our NHL playoff predictions. Uh, the playoffs start Monday night, which this is a Sunday that we're filming on. So um, tomorrow night. And the Blues actually play at 8. Um, but I'm going to go off like the NHL bracket challenge and go, go down from that list, if that's okay with you guys. It won't matter to me. So let's start um, in the central with the Avalanche and the Predators. 
Colorado's going to kick their ass. <laughs> Predators in four. It's not going to be close. <laughs> I, I mean, Colorado's going to win in four or five. Okay. I don't like picking sweeps. So, yeah, I went Colorado in five. I went five as well. I'm going to do four. Okay. Below that, we have the Blues and the Wild. I have St. Louis in seven. I think we have more like depth scoring, and two of their top scorers are out. Uh, Zuccarello and um, Flino are both out, or at least day-to-day. So I don't know. I mean, that messes up their top line for sure with um, it's Zuccarello, uh, Fialan, um, the Russian, Kaprizov. Yeah, uh, Hartman's up there, I think. Hartman, okay. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think we just have a little more depth, but they're, we're both a really heavy team. Uh, like, I, I just, we're very similar teams. So very. I think, you know, I think it's going to go seven games and I, I hope we win. So picking, picking us in seven. Who you got, Zach? Take it for the Blues. Okay. <laughs> and also, haven't we played the Wild really good this year? Yes. Uh, for the last like three years, yeah. we've, we're like 13, one and two against them. So. Well, so yeah. So, yeah. But this year, the two games we did play them were both at home and they were both, we won in overtime. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Blues in six. Um, same thing you said. We, we just have more scoring depth. We have three lines that can roll out and be, I mean, I, I mentioned it, I think last week, we have four lines really that could go out and be the best line every night. Um, I don't know Shen's status. He missed the last couple. He's day to day. I don't know. Okay. What, like, I don't have much an update other than yeah. that. Um, the one thing for me, and we have talked about it all year, is the defense and goaltending. Um, and if we're going to make a run for a Stanley Cup, we need Benner to be like he was in 2019, or we need Huso to stand tall. Um, that's, a, that's a big ask, I, I, I personally think. Need I, I always tend to go psycho mode. It's a seriously. big question mark. Yeah. Yes. Um, Going down, do you guys want to do this the whole central or just move down to Pacific? But no, let's go let's do uh, the first round. Yeah. Okay. So Calgary and Dallas is down here. Yeah, I have Calgary and five. Yeah. Calgary. I have Calgary uh, and five. Dallas is horrible. Five. Yeah. They're okay. so bad to watch. I'm pretty sure they have a negative goal differential and they've only won like, I don't know, hardly any. Like, I like looking at regulation wins because I don't. I think the three-on-three playoff format or the three-on-three overtime format mm-hmm. really doesn't speak to how like tough you're going to play in the uh, postseason, basically, because it's just a, it's a speed game, it's a skill game. It's not. I mean, it's not five-on-five hockey. It's completely different. So I think teams that win in regulation during the regular season have a much higher, like a much better chance to win. So that's a very good point. Yeah, Dallas has negative eight. Differential, yeah. This next matchup, I I find very interesting. Uh, the Oilers and the Kings. The Oilers are obviously more talented, um, at least they're t- two lines or whatever. Um, but can they make a run finally with McDavid and Drysaitel? And if not, is it is it time to split them up or move on? Or you obviously have to make some changes. Personally, have the Kings in seven beating the Oilers solely because the Kings have kind of been underlooked all year. Nobody expected them to do anything coming into the season. 
Um, and I think their goaltending is better. They have uh, Jonathan Quick, who obviously has been there and done that. And then uh, Cal Peterson is a very good backup. They kind of just really split the time between the two. And Oilers goalie Mike Smith, and I could not remember the um, European guy they have as well. I, I can't remember his name. Is it Kos- Koskinen? Koskinen, yes. Um, I don't trust much as I do quick this time of year. It's been, I don't know, six years since he was that quick. Um, but what do you guys have? I'm going to go Oilers. And six. Yeah, I just don't think the Kings are, like, a very good team. And I know that, yeah. I mean, Jonathan Quick can completely shut Edmonton down, but I, I think the Oilers are too talented. And they've been playing really good since they picked up um, – what's his name? The guy that's got all the problems. Kane. Kane, yeah. Yeah, Evander Kane. Um, and I, I think um, Mike Smith, their goalie, has played pretty well as of late. So – I have Edmonton six. Yeah, just can't give up. Like Edmonton can probably score because they got two of the best players in the league. You just mm-hmm. you can give up a couple goals, just give the only, up less than you score. <laughs> I think the biggest concern I have with Edmonton, one well, obviously is goaltending, but also I think that I'm trying to find like injury update here, but I think Darnell Nurse is day to day, who's obviously their best defender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's been out for the last week and a half with a lower body injury. So he's day to day. And I don't know. I think that would be that. I mean, that's going to be a really big problem if he's not playing. Huge problem. Do you guys want to go up central and then work our way back down? Do the whole, whatever. Do the whole yeah, Western okay. Conference first. Um, so we have Blues against the Avalanche in the second round. Um, well, Zach, you get us started here. What do you, what do you got here? Yeah, have the smartest hockey person here get us started. I'm just <laughs> gonna go Blues and seven, just cause why not? Okay. Even though it'd be very difficult, cause I know the Avalanche are very good. Yeah, I've I've the Avalanche. I I don't think we match up very well against Colorado at all. I don't think we have for the last three years, and I just I don't love. I guess our goaltending situation, so. I'm with you, Conlon, sadly. Um, I have the Avalanche in six. Um, I think we'll win a couple, but just like you said, and like we mentioned before, Husto and Benner have to be fantastic and the and the defense has to be extremely on point if we have if we if we can beat them. And I just don't see that happening a whole season. And every time we play Colorado, Bennington just plays like absolute dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He really like, does. It's I mean it's horrible. So I, I don't know the split on that. I just know like Every time we play them, he gives up like seven goals and gets pulled. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously, I hope we win. Man, I really hope we beat them, though. They beat us last year. I just remember that like ill feeling in my stomach about it. But I also um, hate Colorado. So. Oh yeah. Stan Kroenke yeah. team. Yeah. It's it, exactly. it's probably. Would you say it's our biggest rival? <clears> hmm. <throat> I mean, Blackhawks obviously aren't. No, because they always so. beat us. Okay. Um, Dallas is always kind of chippy with us. Dallas is always chippy with us. And also, since we're in the same division, I mean, well, our entire division is kind of like chippy teams. Like us, mm-hmm. Minnesota, and Nashville are all fairly similar Yeah. in terms of like size and chippiness. So, Speaking of Nashville, we, we I think we all said like, or Zach said uh, abs in four. You and I said abs in five. They're without Soros, I believe. 
Um, oh, I didn't realize that. He was injured at the last game of the season, and he was, like, carried off. It did not look good. I guess he could be back. I haven't read up on it, but um, that might play also a role in the sweep. <laughs> um, but Calgary and Edmonton is down here in the Pacific Division. Uh, he is. He's he's day to day as well. That's what he's okay. yeah, Nothing. Calgary, Edmonton. I have Calgary. I okay. just think they're a better team. Uh, much better goaltending. Uh, I think. Oh, Johnny Gaudreau. I think there's a solid chance he wins the uh, MVP award. So, yeah, I hope he does. I hope someone on Edmonton doesn't win it. Just because I'm still salty about two years ago when Drysaddle won it with like a negative 17 goal differential. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have um I have Calgary as well, uh, solely because of Markstrom. Obviously, they can score tremendous, a uh, amount, but uh, Markstrom has been one of the best goalies in hockey all year. And you mentioned the Goudreau thing last week. Would you take Goudreau uh, as that winner over like Eeyore Shesterkin or? Or Matthews, I would probably take Matthews. Okay, I think he finished with sixty. He did, yeah, yeah. Zach, who you got? Calgary or Edmonton? Uh, Calgary. Okay. And then we have Calgary and Colorado for me and Conlon. I have Calgary making it to the finals. That's my little like kind of upset. I also have Calgary. Oh wow! Okay. I'll I'll pick Calgary too. <laughs> All right. So we got Good Calgary in the finals. Let's um let's move to the East here. So Florida and Washington. I mean, this the East we've mentioned it week after week. This is kind of insane. Um, some of these matchups in the first round of the playoffs. But uh Florida and Washington is the first matchup here. I have Florida in six, actually. I think Washington's <clears throat> gonna push them a little bit. Um, but what do you guys have, Conlon? Um Sorry, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find Bennington stats against the Avalanche. Okay. But, uh, so Florida, Washington? Yeah. Uh, I have Florida in five. Okay. I know Washington's been pretty good lately, but I think Florida's just a better team. Ovi might be out. Um, he's day-to-day as well. So, yeah, I got Florida. Florida as well. They've been just tearing it up all year long. So yep. they did. They did lose their last game, though. So, so they lost their last game. I think they gave up. 10 goals. I don't know who I don't know. They if probably they sat a bunch of people. They must have. I don't think they did. Okay. They no sat way. some. They sat some, but because they gave up like 10 goals and like the goalie, their goalie that night had 34 saves, which just shows like they were just throwing pucks on net the entire night. They have yeah. given up a lot of goals. They've just scored so many more than mm-hmm. everyone else. Yep. Which I don't really think will happen in the playoffs. So. I agree with that. This next matchup we have is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning are coming off two back or back-to-back uh, Stanley Cup champ- championships. Um, can they win a third one? Who do you guys have in this matchup? Uh, Tampa Bay. Got the experience. Tampa. Got don't don't they have like a really good goaltender, right? Yeah, yeah Vasilevsky. They have the best goalie in the world. Yeah. Yep. Sweet name, Vasilevsky. Oh, did you see the player polls came out? The NHL player polls where they like vote on. So like the one I'm thinking of is it was like what if you had to win one game, what goalie would you want on your team? And like forty percent of players said they'd want Vasilevsky, wow. which is kind of funny because like the next closest was like ten percent. So wow, it's funny. 
Now he he's been there and done that. Obviously, I like the Maple Leafs a lot. They're they're my second team that I you know follow a lot. But we've mentioned also before they can't get out of the first round, and um, I have to say I don't think they will this year either. Uh, the thing with Tampa Bay though, they have played a lot of hockey these last, and this is a tough Eastern Conference. You know, it's fine. It's got to wear on them eventually, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see going into this round. This next matchup we have is Carolina, the Hurricane versus the Boston Bruins. I have Carolina in seven. I think it's going to be back and forth. Boston's tough. Hate hate Boston, but they're they're, they're very tough. And um, Carolina has been kind of just running through everybody all season. But um, Zach, get us started here. Who you got? Uh, I'm picking Carolina one because I hate Boston. Also, just. This is what I do every time I talk about NHL. I just pull up the standings and look at the stats and just base basically everything off these stats. Uh-huh. Um, they've given up the fewest amount of goals out of everyone in this whole year. And as we know, I know AJ doesn't know this, but defense wins championships. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I actually, th- so this is the one division where I was like, I have no idea whatsoever. Like, I, so I actually have Boston in six because uh, Freddie Anderson's out. He's not playing game one, and who knows when he'll be back. So Carolina's rolling with a backup goaltender, uh, and these two are the best. These are the two best defensive teams in the NHL, and Boston uh, has a pretty good goaltending duo, which I think will help in the playoffs. And uh, Omar, who's I guess they're like one – one a goalie has been playing like really really good lately so i, I have boston actually wow okay Traitor. this next matchup is the new york rangers and the pittsburgh penguins another tremendous chip i know conlon you've been really high on the penguins all year um i'm going rangers in seven because of igor shesterkin solely and i think their their top lines kind of match up comparably to uh pittsburgh but zach who do you got here i'm gonna go rangers because of, uh, yeah, that goalie. I, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Yeah, Shesterkin. Yeah. I also have the Rangers. I have them in six. Um, I was really high on Pittsburgh, but they've played really, really poorly the last month, and uh, their starting goalies hurt. So yeah, just I mean, and I don't think you're going to beat Shesterkin for four games uh, when you just, I mean. Yeah, New York's just, I think, better team. The only thing that worries me about them, and they have gotten better, so, like, you know, the advanced stats and everything, New York was a really bad 5-on-5 team earlier this year, but since, I think, the, like, start of the new year, I guess, they've been pretty solid at 5-on-5 as well. Uh, And, of course, their power play has been really good as well. So, I have New York. Uh, Moving back up to the Atlantic, we have Florida and Tampa Bay. Um, I have Florida here, and that, that goes back to what I was saying about just Tampa playing a whole lot of hockey. Um, could Vasilevsky just solely take over the whole um, the whole series? Sure, but um, I'm going off of just, like, so much hockey being played. Florida's been so dominant all year. I'm going Florida in uh, – Yeah, the two in the state where hockey is probably the biggest, Florida – um, I'm going to pick the Panthers. I, I agree with AJ where Tampa Bay is. They've been on this hot streak for the last couple of years, but it's hard to win a championship three years in a row. 
I don't even know if really one's any done it besides like when Bill Russell played with the Celtics or yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going Panthers and their offense is crazy, but it'd be kind of fun seeing the best offense go against one of the best goalies. Um, I think so. I know for sure. I know Montreal did it uh, like in the sixties. I think Toronto also did it in the sixties. Um, and the Islanders did it for, they had, they won four in a row in the eighties and there maybe one other team. Did the Penguins ever get there? I know they won two in a row. Like they definitely won two. I don't know about three. A couple, like 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, ugh, this one's really hard for me. Cause I think like Florida has more skill, more speed. Um, they've been obviously really good all year and Bobrovsky's played really well. Um, but Tampa's been there. I also, I think I'm rooting for Florida, but I like find it very, very difficult to root against or not root against, but like pick against Vasilevsky. I mean, he's just so freaking good. It's, and I think he's going to turn it on the playoffs. So I, but I also think Tampa is going to, I mean, Tampa has a more difficult road since they, I mean, they got to play Toronto in the first round, who's yep. a much better team than Washington. So I did originally have Tampa and now I think I'm talking myself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also Florida's missing their top defender and that glad out two months now, month and a yep. half, yep. but they've also, they haven't really missed a beat with them out. So uh yeah, I'll go. I'm gonna go with Florida in six. Okay, yeah, I think I said Florida in six too. Oh, bad uh, down- there. <laughs> yeah, I was just like I didn't watch my whole thought process there. Oh, dang. Uh, down here in the Metro, we have Carolina and New York. The second round, I have Carolina winning here. I'll say six or seven games. I think pretty much all these series are gonna go six or seven games. Um, nobody's getting just wiped out, but I will go Carolina here. Um, the goaltending thing, like you said, is a little, is a worry with, uh, Freddie Anderson out, but, um, yeah, I'll go Carolina. Is he supposed to come back or is he everybody, everybody's day to day? Like there's no hockey is so it's like upper body injury, lower body. Injury. They never tell you what's actually wrong. You never, as a fan, yeah. you never know what's happening. Yeah. I wish they'd kind of do that with other sports like NFL. So make players not seem like big wimps, like bruised finger out for yeah. two weeks yeah i remember when uh in baseball all they got the moth in the moth in the air yeah. you remember that yeah just say like uh and something i don't know uh i think i'm gonna uh, i don't really know i don't really haven't watched either of these teams but uh <laughs> i'm gonna go with carolina and then south carolina yeah. So sure. Rock with it. Why not? Um, this was another series I hadn't picked yet. So I'll probably just talk myself through it here again. <laughs> but no, I think um, hmm. I almost picked the Rangers just because of their goalie. Right. That's what I'm uh-huh. thinking as well. Uh, then I was like, I don't like New York teams. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I have Boston or the Rangers. And I think, Ooh. I mean, Boston obviously is one of the better defensive teams in the league. Um, 
but I don't think their goalie is as good, near as good, actually. But I don't know. It's tough to – I'm going to go with the Rangers. That's Okay. I'll cut myself off short here. So locked in. Yeah, <laughs> locked in. Lock it in. The uh, Eastern Finals. So I, I believe we have Florida and Carolina. I have Florida here, and I think this one will go – like shorter, um, maybe six games. I predict Florida and five. Um, Zach, what do you got here, Florida or Carolina? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Flip a coin. Uh, uh, tough. I'm going against my philosophy of defense wins championships if I pick Florida. Yeah. But – I'll, I'll, I'm going to pick Florida. They've just been hot. But I think, as you were saying, I think all these games, could, all these series could go six, seven games. Just, like, going through and looking at them, it's like, good game, good game, good game. And, like, yeah. So, yeah, I'll pick Florida. And then, Colin, you have Florida and New York? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have Florida. Okay. So then we all have Florida and Calgary, correct? Wow, look at that. Kind of a surprise, actually. I picked all my things right here on the spot. So did you really? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to go Calgary wins it all. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in Florida doing this all the way throughout. I think in the East, you're going to have these long series that kind of wear you down. And I think Cal- the Calgary is going to run through Dallas. I think Calgary can run through. I had Edmund or, uh, Los Angeles Kings there. I think they run through the Kings. I think the Av them they might go seven or something. But I think Calgary's going to be more well rested. Um they have superstar offensive potential. Their defense questionable. And then Markstrom the back end is, is fantastic. So I have Calgary winning it all. I'm gonna go Calgary as well. Um they've only allowed two hundred and eight goals this whole year, which is up there with the top defensive teams i really have no idea if they're good at defense or not but they didn't allow that many goals so they did something good and i just think uh as we've seen in a lot of other sports teams that are really good at offense and then are not that great at defense they always seem to be good and then it gets to the big championship game and then they just mm-hmm. kind of hit a point where they just sputter out and then the other team takes advantage and wins it so i'm gonna go calgary Calgary as well. I think overall they're more uh, they're a more well balanced team. And like Zach said, defense wins championships. Uh, AJ, in this sense, I guess you agree with that. So that's good. <laughs> but no, I think I mean I think goaltending they have the edge there. I think defensively they definitely have the edge. Um, they have I think an easier road. So I, yeah, I got Calgary. Look which, at that. Which I think. Uh, I don't remember when the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. It's been a long time. Wow. That's true. It has been a long time. I was thinking the Canadians because they've won so many. Um, And they made it last year but lost. Are you looking that up? Yep. Okay. 30 years ago. Wow. Dang. It's actually amazing. It was the Canadians, yeah. Okay. USA. uh, uh, Wow. Um, but again, they start Monday night, which is tomorrow because we're filming right now, but, um, should be a lot of fun. The East is a conference that really should be, I mean, if you're not a hockey fan, I think 
this time of year, if you're not a hockey fan, like sit down and like watch a game. I think they're, they're, they're this like whole playoffs is going to be phenomenal. Hockey is an amazing sport in general. It's one of my favorites. I mean, it's just growing on my list the more I watch it. Um, obviously, let's go Blues, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, this the is NBA, the time of the year when I become a hockey expert because I actually watch the games. It, like you said before we started filming, a lot of it's on like national television too. So yeah. a lot of people can watch this and um, more accessible for sure. The NBA is going into round two. Our your guys' favorite time of the uh, episode. Um, a little quick recap on round one. In the East, the Celtics swept the Nets, which was kind of a shock because um, obviously the Nets have Kyrie and KD. Uh, the Bucks beat the Bulls in five games. The Sixers beat my Raptors in six. That was brutal. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, the Heat beat the Hawks in five. And in the West, uh, the Suns beat the Pelicans in six. The Pelicans pushed them a little bit. Um, the Mavs beat the Jazz in six, and I think it's the end of the current Jazz team. They're definitely going to be splitting up Rudy and uh, Donovan Mitchell. The Warriors beat the Nuggets in five, and then the Grizzlies beat the Wolves in six, which that kind of surprised me that the Wolves kind of pushed them that much. Um, round two here, we have the Celtics and Bucks, Heat versus Sixers, and in the West, we have the Suns versus the Mavs and the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. So we're filming this on Sunday. We have seen two games already. The Bucks kind of wiped through the Celtics, which uh, in Boston, which kind of surprised me. Surprised me, and then the Grizzlies played the Warriors. AJ, AJ, oh, it was like sixty-eight, sixty-eight last time I checked. But um, a lot of good, a lot of good basketball um, so far. I'm really surprised that the Bucks wiped them. He's Something that's gonna. What's that? Oh, you, you were just cutting out there for a little bit. Oh, was I really? Am I back? Yeah, you're good. You're good now. Yeah, you're back. Okay. Stay still. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what, what I was saying was the Bucks uh, wiped through the Celtics today, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, Tatum was awful. I think he was five for 19. Um, Giannis had a triple-double, but he was eight for 23. Um, and I don't think Middleton is back. Or if, No, if he, he was, I think he's going to be out uh, this whole series. Wow. Um, so yeah, they're, they're very impressive right now. A lot of role players coming up big for them. Grayson Allen, uh, Pat Connaughton, just Notre Dame boy. Uh, um, but yeah, they're, they're coming up big. Uh, do you, who do you guys have in that series? Celtics or Bucks? Do you think Bucks are just going to wipe, wipe away? I think it will be competitive, but I think this is one of the Celtics's weaknesses is they're not that big. Mm-hmm. They're not tall. And I think the Bucks are pretty, they have some tall dudes, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis, who's a freak. Yeah, but I, I, st- I don't think this, this is gonna be, like the Bucks are gonna sweep them or anything. I think the Celtics will get it together and make it competitive. See, I had but the Celtics. You had them winning it all. I, yeah, I had them winning it all. I, I had them losing to the Nets first round, which I wanted the Celtics to win, yeah. but I just. But I had the Bucks going really far, so I. Picking the Bucks, I think you have. But if the Celtics win, I won't be mad. Like I, I like Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a deep series. I think it's going to go deep. I, I don't think the five for nineteen Jason Tatum is what is what you're going to see throughout the whole series. I think they were like, um, I don't remember what it was like twelve for fifty from three today. Just could not shoot. 
anything and nothing was going in. They shot fifty threes. Is that like it normal was, in the NBA to shoot that much? No, that was that was a high amount okay. for sure. Um another series in the East though, the Heat and the Sixers, that's one to watch. Um because the Sixers actually Joel Embiid for the immediate future. Um he's possibly out the whole series and got the, whacked in the are, face. Yeah. So Pascal Siakam uh drove to the bus and a lot of people thought it was on purpose. Um it honestly did look on purpose. He went over afterwards, and Embiid said, "They're great friends. I know he wouldn't do that to me. Whatever." Embiid said, um, "F you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Uh, but no, he he has an orbital fracture uh, and a concussion, so he's going to be out. Whoever knows how long they said Devin Booker was going to be out two to three weeks, and he's already back. Uh, what what like did he have? One week. Embiid. No Booker. Booker. He had something. And his hamstring, like a hamstring strain, uh, but they said two to three weeks, and he's he's back. Um, which well, well really we could surprising. we can ask Colin. Colin, what's the timetable for return of a concussion? <laughs> uh, depends on how many you have. My my uh, first one was about three weeks. My second one was about two weeks, and my third one was about eighteen months. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a wide variety of time. Quite, quite the range, yeah. <laughs> but um, if they're without Embiid, I think the Heat could sweep them. It, James Harden, I've never liked James Harden, but he is not controlling the game as much as mm-hmm. he has in the past. Um, he's not as dominant. And watching that whole Raptors-Sixers series, we were without uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, for the last couple games, which is our all-star and kind of runs the whole thing. And um, but they were really shutting down James Harden. Uh, a great game six, but besides that, it was really like, how do you stop Embiid? But again, without Embiid, I think the Heat could win in four or five. Yeah, I agree. Like and also, play. the Heat are extremely good at defense. They can switch probably one through five, unless their worst defenders by far are Duncan Robinson. So do not have him guard James Harden. Yes, but James Harden plays a style where he does pass the ball a lot. But when he takes shots, they always are contested. And he just oh, he just has these times where he takes a high volume of shots and makes a very low percentage and mm-hmm. can only get points from the free throw line. And I don't know who the who the Sixers backup center is, but I don't they're not gonna be able to control the paint. I think Bam Adebayo is gonna um assert his dominance. So that that's the problem. The Sixers have no depth whatsoever. Their their bench has uh, George Niang, uh, Paul Millsap, and have DeAndre Jordan on the roster. Um, but so he'll probably have to play. He didn't play. Didn't at they all. have Andre Drummond? They had Drummond, and then they traded him in that Ben Simmons trade. Oh, so he was with uh, Brooklyn. But um, I think. It- Uh, in the West, we have the Suns versus the Mavs. Was I cutting out again? Yep. Oh, my bad. It's all good. We didn't say anything. So, <laughs> um, The Suns versus the Mavs in the West. Uh, again, Devin Booker is back. Um, I do have the Suns here. I'm cheering for the Mavs. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty tight series. The Mavs need more than Luka to win. They need Spencer Dinwiddie. They have Jalen Brunson. What are you talking about? He has been taking over, hasn't he? Uh, we talked about him last week. Um, but they need some some bigs 
to come through. Dwight Powell needs to play well against DeAndre Ayton. Um, but do we all agree Suns here? I want the Mavs to win. I think I, I picked the Mavs to win. Okay. And then the Grizzlies-Warriors is the other West matchup. This one could go seven. I mean, it's kind of a chippy series. Jaw has been, like, hitting the gritty on everybody. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this. <laughs> you had fine but for doing it on the Timberwolves logo. He was dan- – so Desmond Bain kind of broke Steph today. He kind of, like, pulled the, pulled the ball back on, like, a, a crossover, and Steph kind of stumbled a little bit. And he sh- while he was shooting the three, Jaw was already hitting the gritty down the court. I mean, it was just, like, it's nonstop. Um <laughs> But no, I who I have here. I I think I'll go Warriors. Um, but I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies came out with Yeah, them. I'm going Warriors. I think the Grizzlies they escaped. Or I really think the Timberwolves should have won. Mm-hmm. And my reasons can be very stupid. And it is because one thing. They were three and oh whenever a protester ran on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And if their owner was smart he would have just hired someone to run on the floor because maybe I think it just gives him good mojo. I don't know. Yeah. But I think if they had some more protesters in those last games, I think that, the that's what they won, but <laughs> now the wolves though, have a, have a really bright future with what they I have agree. over there. Um, you and I agreed that we're not like Carl Anthony towns, but we both do like Anthony. He Edwards. showed up in that their deciding game. He was. Did you see out. the video of him like saying goodbye to the crowd? There was something weird about that to me, how he was doing it. I mean, usually you, you wave goodbye to the crowd or whatever, um, maybe give him a fist bump or something. But he, he was, like, blowing kisses, and then he kept kissing a, his, his wrist, and he was, like, borderline crying. He's just – he's an odd dude. Um, there's something something off about also, him. Also, <laughs> he's 6'11", huge center, and he jacks up a three, like, 10 feet behind the three-point line. Yeah, yeah. that's that's your strength. Yeah, I know. He he's never been that big that can just bully ball down low. Um he's more of a stretch five, really. And he's he's a fantastic player, all star, but um definitely not like an Embiid or Jokic that can just back you down. Um I do want to finish off with our with our NFL draft reaction here. Um a lot a lot happened. I, I got the first two picks right. Um it was a crazy draft. Everything fell through. <laughs> I, as a lifelong Jacksonville Jaguars fan, am mad that they took Trayvon Walker. Because I didn't even know this guy was until the week of the draft, and everyone's like, this guy's number one all of a sudden. I'm like, who the heck is he? And he's apparently a very raw player, I think. He only had nine sacks his whole college career, which I feel like if you're picking number one, you want some guy who dominated and – uh, college and also he's he played on a defense that was really good and had other amazing defensive players so I think that also kind of factors into how good he was but if I was if I was Jacksonville I would have taken an offensive lineman you got a like a generational quarterback I want to say it generational quarterback <laughs> and you got to protect him so well, I, I wasn't their, a fan of that pick on their defensive line. Don't they have like a decent defensive line? They have that Josh Allen. He's an outside um, linebacker kind of guy. Okay. Okay. I, I, if I was them, I guess we can talk about it, but I still think Kayvon, the Bedo, the Bedoics is, I think he could still be 
the best, better than Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson. I just think he's more quicker and explosive. But it surprised me. I mean, I picked them to pick him just because the talk was kind Mm -hmm. of surrounding him near the draft. But Aiden Hutchinson, I was a better pick if they wanted to go for a more proven guy right now. But I agree with you. I mean, I think we all three agree they needed to go offensive line. And Evan Neal dropped from Alabama to the seventh pick, and he was like the first pick projected a couple weeks yeah. ago that I kept seeing, and I thought they should have gone with him. Him or that the guy from NC State? Ec- that Ec- guy's Ec- gigantic too. Yes. They're both big. Evan O'Neill six seven three fifty. Akeem Ukawono six four three twenty. Yeah, big big people. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot um, of good offensive linemen. In this draft, well, the Lions picked Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson second, which is not a shock because he obviously was not picked first. He was the next highest, and it was really cool because he went to Michigan and is from. I think I'm assuming he's from Michigan. Yeah, I don't know exactly. So I mean, he can stay home, um, which is great for him. Derek Stingley went third to the um, to the Texans. Kind of a surprise for me. Yeah, what I I agree. For you guys, he he was good his freshman year, then had some injuries and hasn't really been as good i know when he came in as a freshman he was probably one a super highly taught out recruiting prospect like they were thinking he was going to be a number one overall draft pick but i think i would take i would have taken sauce gardner yeah going back over him as he never allowed a touchdown in his college career which still is mind-boggling to me unbelievable but yeah sauce gardner went fourth to the jets also surprising to me um that the jets went this direction with it i thought sauce gardner was going to Farther, maybe even ten or eleven. Oh, really? I I thought he was going to go pretty early. You think so, or you thought so? And then uh, Thibodeau, like you mentioned, uh, he went fifth to the Giants. Um, I think they're kind of hoping it's like another Michael Strahan. uh, What's the Tuck? I I don't remember his first name. Uh, They also had Lawrence Taylor. Oh, that's true. He's probably what, better than both. <laughs> what was Tuck's first name? Justin Tuck. Justin, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I hope, I mean, maybe they're hoping he's another one of those. I think he's a tremendous talent. And throughout the whole college season, he was the number one guy everybody was talking about. Speaking about his draft, the kid who was there, who had the heart transplant, he was getting uh-huh. me hyped up. Did you guys see that? Uh-uh. You didn't see he announced the pick? I was that? It was a special person who he was like it was his make of make a wish, and wow. he had like a heart transplant and had a new heart, and his make a wish was to announce the New York Giants' first pick in the draft, and he was like pumped up. He was like screaming, yelling. It, you got to look it up. Yeah. And after Kayvon did the really weird handshake with Roger Goodell, <laughs> the kid the kid went over there and was like getting hyped up. He was like yelling. He was like, oh, and he like was hugging him and he was like pumped. He was getting me excited. That's but awesome. everyone on Twitter and Instagram were they're like, we were really scared he was getting too worked up with his new heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Ikem Ekwonu went six to the Panthers. I had it here. Um, you had who? Kenny Pickett. I don't. I don't think. I really don't think Kenny Pickett. I don't think a lot of these quarterbacks in this draft are going to be that great, to be no. honest. But. Um, you traded all that stuff for Sam Darnold. You got to at least try. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
I mean, that's a, that's a very good point. And I guess Ekwonu, their their plan is to have him protect them. Um, also, you have a blocker for uh, what's his face, uh, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. And then Evan Neal went seventh to the Giants. I think the Giants might be my winner. Um, from yeah, I'm not a. Fa- I am not not yeah. happy with yeah. it because they play in my division. Yes. Also, the Eagles are probably really good. Literally every team except um we. Eh. Yeah, we probably had the worst draft out of the NFC East. The Eagles made a huge move. Um, AJ Brown joining the squad. Yes. Um, very surprised team. about that. I'm very shocked. And then the Titans pick a younger version of him in the draft. Yes. Yeah. Who has, they said he has to get custom gloves because his hands are so big. Traylon Burks, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I, I kept seeing like comps to AJ Brown. Like he's literally just him. Um, yeah, it's just they just replaced yeah, him. Literally, spend less money on a replacement guy. Uh, Drake London went eighth to the Atlanta Falcons. Thought that was kind of interesting, kind of high maybe. I thought he was going to mm-hmm. fall more in the middle, middle of the first round. Um, and I also I picked him to pick uh, Malik Willis. And let's get on to the Malik Willis talk here. Like third round, uh, we 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 all know it's not a high year for quarterbacks, but. Third round seems um, like crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. I know the Seahawks got Drew Locke, and uh, I kept like we had like four picks go by, and I was like, maybe Malik Willis, just you know, just for fun. You guys um, should wait next year. So, who, what are some names next year? Uh, Do you know any right now? Bryce Young, Chris, uh, CJ Stroud, yeah, DJ Uyungle if he comes back better this year. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Drake London went eighth, and then Seattle. Honestly, I think they made a good pick with Charles Cross, the the tackle from Mississippi State at the nine. Maybe if they spot. made a pick like this when Russell Wilson was playing, they, he wouldn't have left. He, he, yep, he wouldn't want to leave. Um, yeah, it's going to be a long season. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And then uh, at the this is this pick, is when this part right here in the draft is when three trades in a row. Yeah. Uh, no, four trades. At, or it started. There was trades starting with the Seattle pick, and then the next four picks were trades to, for another team, and then three receivers go right in a row. So I don't know much about Garrett Wilson. He went tenth. I know more about Olave. They're um, both really, really good. Really, they're just really fast, big play, just super athletic guys. And then Jamison Williams went twelfth to the Lions. He's from Alabama, and he's from St. Louis area, isn't he? Yes. I saw a bunch of St. Louis people. They like, they said he set the state record for the 300 meter. I don't know if there's a 300 meter dash, maybe 300 meter hurdles. Okay. But he went to the Lions, and I think that's a tremendous pick for the Lions. Um, they need. I, I think he's the best receiver. Watching him in those last games, it also says on CBS the guy who's doing the thing. It said this is the best receiver in the draft. But watching him in those last games, he was electric. He's so fast and so quick. He obviously is hurt right now, so he probably won't start beginning of the year, but I would have loved for him to have been at the combine just to see his 40 time. Yeah, I think that was why he fell below like Olave mm-hmm. Wilson in London, just because um, of that injury in that championship game. The big man, Jordan Davis from Georgia, went 13th to Philly. Of course, all the good defensive people are going to teams that uh, we had to play against. <laughs> It's going to be a lot up, harder to run against yeah, the Eagles. Stacking with, up to face you guys. Hopefully he gets very overweight like Zion. 
And then, uh, Colin, you can finally come back in here with the Kyle Hamilton pick. Oh, I was going to jump in a little earlier, too, with that Drake London pick. That kid can flat freaking play. He, like, because we saw him live, and he put up, like, Oh, yeah, he played. He had, like, 12 catches for 250 yards and, like, two or three touchdowns against us. I mean, he's so fast, and, I mean, he was open no matter like we were playing man coverage he's open we were playing his own coverage he's open like he found and your guys' defense was pretty good this year wasn't defense was really good this year he just found the gaps on defense every single time so i mean i yeah i mean he's very very talented player but yeah kyle hamilton i was surprised he dropped this low um i think that that's a really good pickup for the uh ravens i mean like He's one of the best or like one of the most athletic, like talented players overall. And I think he dropped so far because he had like he didn't run a good 40 time. Uh, but like his unofficial 40 time, like from before the actual combine was like 0.2 seconds lower than what he actually ran. So I don't, I don't know, like if it was and on the bad. field, he looks fast. I don't get that. Yeah. Where it's like, let's time the player a safety running dead straight how often do they run dead straight 40 yards mm-hmm. only when they're chasing someone if they get by him like and he's he's just got really good instincts i mean yeah. there's the, the <clears throat> amount of times where he just like the quarterback's still looking him off and he's just he's running the other way and goes and picks off the ball it's just it's insane he's also pretty massive i think he's like six four two thirty, so he's a big wow. dude it's like yeah i i think it's a really good pick and i think he's gonna like make a serious immediate impact. I, I agree with you. And everyone, everyone wanted the Ravens to take a receiver because they traded Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. But sometimes you just got to take the best player. Yeah. Yeah. The Seahawks need a lot of things, uh, but the secondary is one of those things. <clears throat> I thought they were going to go Kyle Hamilton. I kept reading a bunch of things about it and I was kind of looking forward to it. Um, definitely. A good pickup for the Ravens, correct? Ravens? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I then, think the, the Ravens also drafted uh, Tyler Beatty, I think, right? In like the seventh round. Yeah. So okay. Tyler Beatty was really good for Mizzou, like super good. Oh, he was yeah. just, wasn't he the SEC's like all time leading rusher? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. They would just give him the ball like 30 times a game. Seriously. He's their whole offense. He's Definitely. a one horse. Do you guys have any other picks throughout really the whole draft? I really just wanted to go over the top 10 or so. Um, the the one that just kind of funny, Dalvin Cook's brother James Cook, uh, got drafted fifty third to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and did you guys see the video of him getting drafted? He did not look happy. No, I said something like he was gonna in the argument before drafted. Oh man, it's so funny. Like he just looks completely ticked off the entire time. Um, and then obviously, like we said, Malik Willis fallen to the Titans in like the third round. Uh, kind of a shock. Um, I think I don't know what the plan is with Tannehill. I don't know what they if they. Tannehill is getting older. He's in his thirties. He exactly. So I think they. Plan and, and that's a situation where Malik Willis can sit for a couple of years. They don't have to rush him in straight into it, and so he's ready to go. Yeah, I like it. Do you guys have anything else though? Uh, I do. NFL-wise? Yes. Yeah. The Cowboys took Tyler Smith from Tulsa pissed about this decision because <laughs> they could have taken Tyler Lindenbaum who the Ravens picked who I thought was a great decision and like Tyler Smith he's a big dude 
huge, could be really good. He's very raw. But the one thing I didn't like is Mel Kuyper doing his analysis and said he's a penalty waiting to happen. And our one in the Cowboys, if you ever watch a Cowboys game, I know because I watch all their games. The biggest thing is whenever something good happens, there's always a penalty. And one of our linemen, Connor Williams, who we drafted and we let him walk. Every time there's a big play holding. And I feel like this guy's going to do exactly the same thing. But so hopefully he becomes good. He's a big dude. CBS, for some reason, gave us an A grade for this. I don't know what they're smoking, but I would have taken Tyler Lindenbaum and had an amazing center. But we also got rid of Lyle Collins for some reason. Now we have penalty boy to replace him. So I'm cheering for him, even though this is very negative. I I said, um, like, I was trying to wrap it up. I forgot I have two more points here. Uh, Cole Strange got picked. He's a he's a guard to the Patriots with the 29th pick. There was a video that went out about the Rams, uh, Sean McVay, uh, and I believe I want to say their GM. And did you see this video about how they were? Yeah, they're laughing, just crapping on the guy. Really, like we were wasting our, our viewing him for the 104th pick. And uh, I was thinking, like, I hope Cole Strange goes crazy, but how much can a guard do that you know that stands out? <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't really make any like highlight film plays or anything. Um, and the other one was George Gallif or Carl Carlastis. George Carlastis. He went 30th to the Chiefs defensive end. I literally am only saying this because I saw what his Chipotle order is. And he gets uh, three servings of brown rice, uh, three servings of steak, and one serving of cheese. And that is it. It was odd. Hmm. Kind of dry. Yeah, a little bit. That's... Yeah. I have a hmm. couple other little things about the draft first is Andrew Booth from Clemson he got picked in the second round by the Vikings which I think is a absolute steal I know that he wasn't considered or the people on on the thing were saying like Sauce Gardner Derek Stingley this other dude and then there's a huge drop off I've watched Andrew Booth my entire time here at Clemson he's one of the best corners I've ever seen He's probably the best open field tackler I've ever seen. A guy will run, a running back will be outside. He goes right for the legs, wraps him up. And I sent this video to AJ. He is a very good uh, at attacking the ball or going for the ball. And he made this incredible interception where he was running back, kept his eyes on the quarterback the entire time, came up and like backhand caught it one-handed and pulled it in. He's made some incredible interceptions i think he's going to be a stud and where, also where did he go? out of the vikings oh i see it here okay um and michigan's other defensive end that david odabo who i believe he hurt got hurt he got hurt at their pro day but the ravens picked him up and i think that's kind of a nice pickup too because he was supposed to be projected at one point he was projected or they projected him and Hutchison going like one and two in the draft. Yeah. And what the heck? Take a risk. See if it pans out. Yeah. I think the are one of the winners of the draft also. We mentioned the Kyle Hamilton thing. They're always really close, it seems like. The they're playoffs. really good at defense. Yeah. They're, they're they just the more they don't they don't have receivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so what where are they gonna go receiver route then? So they got rid of Mark um Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, 
Yeah. Um, he went to the Cardinals. So, I mean, what route do they go receiver-wise here? They drafted Rashad Bateman last year, and he was hurt most of the year. So they're going to be hoping he plays really good. And then they have Duvernay. Duvernay? That's right. He's He, he, he was more of like a um, special teams guy, I think, this last year. But Yeah, he's going to have to step up. He was a, I believe he played for Texas. He's a big target, I think. And then obviously their tight end, uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, uh, he's, he's stud. amazing. What do you think about Desmond Ritter going to Atlanta? So I, I predicted Malik going there, and I think it's the same thing applies then. I think he's going to, like you said, uh, Mariota is a, is a really smart guy. I think he can learn under him. Um, but also Ritter's a mobile guy. So maybe do like a dual quarterback. I mean, they're kind of similar, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of mobile. Um, I think you could do like a dual quarterback type thing. Ritter's not but, as quick, though. Like speed, like speed wise, like running. Like he, I think the forty time is doesn't represent his quickness. I don't think he's as quick as like Mariota or some of those other runners. I think he's kind of like Cam Newton, where it takes him a little bit to get up to speed. Yeah. Where did um Sam Howell go? He went to that was I was going to mention that he went in the fifth round to the Commanders, the Commies. That's right. And I think that I think he could, still could be one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He was lighting up the ACC as a freshman and last year. And I'm big on, like, you have to be good in college because sometimes they get these people who just have the raw natural skills, like, oh, they're tall and big. Mm-hmm. And then they're a quarterback and they have a big arm and they automatically get drafted, like, in the first round. But if you can't play, have good completion percentage and stuff like that and have a throw a lot of interceptions in college – it's like, how yeah. are you getting drafted that high? And I think the NFL is different than uh, the NBA or MLB. Because if you draft a guy just pure off, you know, raw potential, in the MLB, you can send him to the minors for a few years. Or in the NBA, if you're like the Magic and you, and you get like a Mo Bamba a few years ago, you know you're not going to be good. So you can kind of just like kind of build like while you play. I don't think mm-hmm. you can really do that in the NFL um, as much at least to where you can't really just – um, throw guys out there, you know, and they, I mean, you, you can learn from it if you're a young guy, but I mean, you have to be more than just raw talent. Like you were saying, I mean, you, if you play at the college level and um, face tough competition and, and prove yourself at the college level, I think it, it's going to be more um, beneficial, you know, transferring to the end. Yeah, I agree. Also, I was just looking through the rounds. Did you guys know the Ravens with one of their fourth round picks took a punter? Wasn't he like known for like being like having videos of like crazy punts or something? I don't know. Because there's something crazy about that. I pull about that. I didn't read He had to be crazy to be drafted that high as a punter. Yeah. And then the last thing I had was. The Bears need weapons around Justin Fields, and they did nothing besides get Vilas Jones with the 71st pick. And I think he's like 25. Um, what position what is saw. he? Is he a receiver? Receiver. Let's see. But I want to say he's like 24 or 25. Yeah, he's 24. He'll be 25 and, uh, on May 11th. Where'd he play? Ten. But it's just crazy to me that he's 25 already. 
Yeah, I agree. My my last thing about the draft is it's Clemson related. So do you guys know who Justin Ross is, receiver on Clemson? He went undrafted. He didn't even get drafted, and he was his freshman year. He played really good and was projected probably a first round pick. And yeah, he didn't get drafted, which was very surprising to me. And I think he'll go somewhere, but hopefully he gets a shot because I think he could be a very good player. That was kind of a big shock for me, but yeah. So um, that's I think all we have today for today's for today's episode. Um, hopefully, a little uh, uh, like technical difficulties didn't go through there. I I think I stopped a couple times. You guys stopped for me a couple times. So hopefully, um, that's okay for everybody watching and listening. Um, we do plan on. We had talked about maybe trying to the best of our abilities coming out with two a week um obviously shorter episodes each one and it kind of we don't have to cover a whole week of sports in one episode um cover stuff more close to when it happens exactly right it's kind of hard to cover the mets cardinals brawl after after exactly. we've kind of uh cooled down a little bit when, <laughs> after exactly. really hot when it first happened and then i put a like a poll on our instagram and my own instagram about rather have two part episodes or one part episodes and the majority i think it was like 95 percent on my own instagram that said um one just full episode um because if i put i had somebody talking to me about it and if we had um some like you said the arenado thing happen and then later in the week we put it i mean so much stuff has already happened and like Mm -hmm. yeah so we forget um, exactly so hopefully we can you know work our schedules around that and do two episodes a week. Um, we do, like I mentioned last week, have interviews lined up. Um, we're talking about a baseball guy next week uh, that plays for Hannibal. That's that's a guy that we were um, discussing. I've talked to him a little bit, but um, yeah, posting a lot on uh, TikTok now, trying to branch out. Uh, obviously the YouTube videos, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff, but. Uh, We will see you guys next week. See you guys. See you guys.